Welcome to the realm of the fantasy gods, where we talk all things AFL fantasy classic. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Yes, and it's good to be here at Fantasy God Field. And I'll tell you what, it's uh, the place is humming, Nick. Being up here in Fantasy God Field, where us, your indentured servants, have, have come here to, to learn about the fantasy gods and their ways to help you with your, your fantasy team. We've entered fantasy finals and being spirits up here, they've really got into the spirit of things. It's an exciting time of the year. They've got the lights on here at the ground, even though it's night, they've got it on all the time. Uh, Thor was even down on the ground throwing lightning bolts around before. Uh, I missed it, but they even said that God himself in his cat's jumper even swung by a few days ago to uh, to cut the ribbon to start the finals, the, the fantasy finals. I hope he didn't notice that we've got his hair. I, I don't think. I, I, yeah, he didn't ask after us, so it's all good. Yeah, um, but they've even decorated our, uh, our private box here, Nick, in gold and silver confetti everywhere. Yeah, well, you weren't here when it happened, Chris. I was. It was a god in the shape of a fawn with a unicorn's horn. He sneezed <laughs> and gold and silver went everywhere. Oh, okay. Then he uh, clip-clopped out of here. Very satisfied with himself, he was. Reminded me of that scene from Jurassic Park where the, uh, they're patting the brachiosaur's nose and... <laughs> God bless you! Well, it's very festive nonetheless, this um, fawn snot, I guess you would call it. So, uh, yeah, it's good to be here. It's very good. First week of Fantasy Finals. How did you go, Nick? Because, oh, man, I, I'm still amazed that I actually made the final. So what was your score? My score was 2,402. My team had bipolar this week. Like half of my team just went smash, smash, smash. 130s, 120s, all over the place. Yep. Then we'll get to the rest later. <laughs> What's your ranking? Still about the same? Yeah, same, 7,000 and whatever. Uh, what about you? Yeah. I scored 2,434, oh, just bringing there. me up a little bit into the 11,000. Yes, I got the halo. I'm wearing the halo this week. Uh, that means you you were one away from claiming it for the year. You're on 11 halos. I'm on nine. There's uh, 23. So the first one to 12 wins this halo for the off season. It's not good, Chris. But you haven't got it. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll talk about how we went in our final games soon, but I reckon we'll, we'll start with how we normally start, which is with the demigod. So who did well enough for you? Who was, you know, you said it was bipolar. Well, some did really well. Who did really well enough to be sainted as demigod for you this week? Yeah, I'm handing mine to a guy who has been solid all year. He's one of like only three or four players that I've had from the very first round of the season, and he's been very, very good the whole season. So it's Mr. Caniglio, or Caniglio, as I like <sighs> to call him. Cogs. 144. Yeah. So he's averaging 111 for the season. I would have been happy with 100. If he had averaged 100 for the season, I would have been like, yep, good picnic. 111 he's averaging, 144. What a legend. I've been so frustrated with him because he's mm. been the bane of my existence all season because I don't have him and everyone that I play against who's good does. So what was really good was to see Kelly, who I do have, outscore him this week. That felt good. That felt good. But it's not Kelly that I'm going to give mine to, even though he was top scorer in my team. I need to give it to someone else. Yeah? Who are you going? Well, this player has been a freaking disaster since I brought him in. Nearly cost me a season. <laughs> 
He's only trained about 20 minutes all year, but he trained for five minutes this week. And that just goes to show, I think, the importance of how practice makes perfect. I'd like to imagine what it would be like if he couldn't train for like 10 minutes this week. I'm excited. How close were you to trading him out this week? Not that close because I needed to still get rid of the one rookie I had on my field. Wasn't that Kelly? No, I, Ahern. No, no, it was Kelly. Tim Kelly. Yeah, I thought who, it was Kelly. Yeah, because... I don't want to get into that. I don't want to talk about Tim Kelly. I traded Tim <laughs> Kelly to Gary Ablett. It's always the way. But Buddy... Buddy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 139. He was looking like he was going to be going this week, but I'm hoping he can get at least five minutes, maybe 10 minutes worth of training, and then he'll be right to go. <laughs> Sydney fans, let us know whether he uh, goes over or under five minutes on the training park, and that'll <laughs> determine whether or not Chris keeps him or yeah. axes him. Well, what about uh, your sacrifice? So in your bipolar team... Who was not good and who? how are we going to sacrifice them, Nick? Oh, I've got like a bus full of players that I want to sacrifice this week. So um, is, is there a way that we can get rid of a whole bunch of them at once? Well, they would often put a whole bunch of people in front of a wall and a firing squad. Yeah, I'm very happy to do that. I'll take pot shots at all of these blokes. You say, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. You're... <laughs> oh, that's how I was thinking of it, just saying you're fired. Not extreme violence of, you know, it was more like Donald Trump, you're fired. Yeah, well, these guys aren't even good enough to be called apprentices. So there's seven of these blokes who are all premiums. Yeah. Going into this game combined, they were averaging about 101 or something like that. Mm -hmm. This round, they combined to average 68 between the seven of them. Rory Laird, 67. Cade Simpson, 60. Gary Ablett, who I traded in, the <laughs> 76. Tom Rockliffe, 69. Toby McLean, 73. Isaac Heaney, 66. Steph Martin, 67. Mm. Pow, 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 pow. You're all fired. Get out. <laughs> All right. So that motley bag of low-life scum, <laughs> if they had have scored their averages, yeah. I still would have lost. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. But I'd have had nothing to whinge about. So <laughs> you guys should all be very glad that they were pathetic. I still would have lost by like 15 points or something because the team I played scored 2,600 and a million. Yeah. I know. We'll talk about him. I, I mean, I had a bunch of those guys as well, um, but I just chose one. And he is fired this week. So it's one of those cases of, phew, you're fired. Stefan Martin, 67. So you reckon you're going to trade him out this week? When Grundy is scoring about 150, that's that's a huge difference. And they go up against each other this week, Steph and Grundy. And I don't want to sit here knowing that my opponent has Grundy and I've got Steph and just watching Grundy double Steph all, all the way through. So, well, I mean, we'll talk trades later, but I, that's what I've done so far. So, yeah, so there are sacrifices. But let's talk. Okay. So we're in the finals. Now, there's a bunch of different leagues we're in. Like, there's our private league where, where uh, I beat Garen, and so I'm into the next week. You lost to Andy, who scored 2,600 and a million. Yep. <laughs> as you said. Crazy. So but now you go into a do-or-die battle. Uh, you've got Stefan. Stefan. Yeah, I'll be going up against last year's Premier's Carrick. Um, but it's we have to say goodbye to a couple so Garing goes because I beat him and, and an off Wiedersen to, to the German, to Sam. Poor Sam. Ouch. I know. I still feel bad for Sam for beating him, what, three years ago, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, when he deserved to win that year. Yeah, top of the table all year. 
Scoring 2,500s every week. But I feel like this is destiny. I just made the finals, you know, scraped into like seventh or something. And didn't the doggies win a premiership from seventh? Being a doggy supporter, I'm thinking this is the way to do it. Last year, I was top of the table all the way through, lost one game all season and then didn't win the grand final in the end. So I'm doing it different this year. So you're structuring your run home based on the doggies 2017 premiership. I'm structuring my run home based on the fact that I only managed to finish seventh this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. But in the realm of the fantasy gods, head-to-head league, I was in ninth and I got an easy win. But you had to play Andy in that one again and he beat you again. I'm pretty used to it. So Andy and the Rip Snorters, they go straight through to the finals and Wolvie Wolves and Carlton are back go out. Wolvie Wolves, I played them in another league and I beat them by two points thanks to a Neil goal with a minute to go. Neil's been saving me a lot lately. It's good. In the realm of the Fantasy Devils League, I beat Krakatini by 15 to progress from 8th. Sam, the German, he's also progressed against Froffies and Footy and Paralawi, Daredevils and Mr. Masiks. They get a week off to go straight into the preliminaries. And in another league where we play the Traders, Nick, mm-hmm. uh, if it's any consolation, Andy bumped me out, so I had to play his massive score. Uh, but you progressed and you'll be facing Kelvinator. Andy progressed, he'll be facing Destroy, Warney and Geo's Gems. They end a week off. Uh, and in our overall league where we're playing for a lock of Gary Ablett's hair, Andy, with his massive 2,600 and a million, is trying to hunt down the Anticrow and Pugwash. But he, he only gained about 50 points on them because there's a lot of teams scoring really good points. Not me. Oh, come on, over 2,400. I mean, that's what you need to be getting at this point. But Oh! Gary Ablett's hair, there it is. Anyone watching, you have now witnessed a lock of Gary Ablett's hair. It's a bloody long one too. Wow, didn't know he had that much. Well, he doesn't now. It's because I stole it all. (laughs) So they're the leagues. I'm still alive in the finals that I care about. You're still alive. Yeah, barely. It's knockout from here on in for both of us. Yeah, it is. So trades are very important. Yep. So... What trades do people need to do this? If you got Gaff, he has to go. Yeah, I was real panicky when I heard about that. Panicky? Because I thought that he'd punched the other Brayshaw, like the one that's in my team, Angus yeah. Brayshaw. I was like, oh, no, that's the dude I just traded in. I don't want him to be knocked out. And then no, that was the, no. the Fremantle dude that I let go weeks ago. So oh, that's fine. Knock him out. Well, break his jaw and knock his teeth out is what happened. What the hell was Gaff doing? Oh, Rain snap, I don't know. It is really unlike him, but he won't be playing for the rest of the season. He'll be gone. Yeah, one of the teams I'm playing has Gaff. I know. I mean, that's what happens. If you have to trade out a premium at this point, you don't get a chance to upgrade because you're sideways because no one has the cash remaining at the moment so all you're doing is one downgrade one upgrade but if you have to do a sideways well you don't get to do that upgrade the best you can do is one sideways and one downgrade and then you've got more cash for next week hopefully yeah so um that makes it hard to keep up with everyone when you've got to do sideways trades fortunately my team is complete yeah so long as you don't have any players rested or whatever yeah we'll have to wait and see when teams are listed because you really don't want to lose anyone because i've got a perfect plan for this week well i think it's my perfect plan you could tell me if i'm wrong because you want to know what the weak spots in my team are Tell me. The two that were on the chopping block were Crisp in defence and Buddy in the forward line. Who talked you into keeping those two, Chris? Um, was it 
was it the spirit of Bob? Was it? Oh, was it you? It might have been spirit of Bob. Was I don't know. I mean, you didn't need to tell me that because I, I pretty much decided to do that anyway. <laughs> but Chris, he came back. The Pies, they're losing all their defenders. So he's still there. Um, and he got a ton. Uh, Buddy got a ton. So who who do else do I look at for weak spots in my team? What, Laird? No. Um, Gary Ablett, who I've just brought in? No. No? No, because I think Geelong even losing that game by a couple of points is good for us who have just brought Gary Ablett in, Nick, because they're going to have to keep going. They're sitting in ninth place now. They can't just rest him. There's no way. Gary, you better try your hardest, buddy. Oh, he will. He didn't come back to Geelong to miss the finals again. No, no, he did not. No. Um, Lockie Neal, is that a weak spot? Gibbs, is that a weak spot? Dusty? No, it's Buddy. Now it's Buddy. Buddy? What about Heaney, Rocky, McLean? No, for me, it's Steph. Mm. So Josh Smith, the Melbourne defender, he got hurt. He can go downgrade for me down to a rookie or to Nathan Brown from St. Kilda, so there's a heartbeat there. And I can change Steph into Grundy. I'm going with Grundy this week. Can you afford him? That's one of the trades that I looked at. But did you know Steph Martin, last time he played against Grundy, scored 130? I'm not listening to you. That was this season. Do you know what Grundy scored that game? I don't want to hear it. 100. 11. Don't want to hear it. Steph's been terrible for weeks. Hey, easy on. He's been terrible for the last two weeks. He scored 67 and 77 the last two weeks, but before that, 97, 96, 96, 110. Yeah, no, no, no. I said weeks, plural. <laughs> last two weeks. <laughs> he hasn't been that bad. I had two things that I was looking at doing. One was Steph upgrading him to Grundy, and the other one was Luke Parker upgrading to someone, McRae is who I've gone at the moment. So I decided to do that in the end because Parker's playing Melbourne, whereas Steph was playing against Brody Grundy and Rucks tend to do okay against Brody Grundy, although that hasn't necessarily been the case semi-recently. But over the course of the season, Rucks have done pretty well against Brody Grundy, even though he goes massive. If you don't have Grundy... you got to get him. you got to get him because he will kill you and you'll be knocked out of the finals without a Grundy. Maybe not this week, though. Okay, so you can wait one more week. Maybe. So you reckon maybe I should consider getting rid of Buddy this week and get Grundy next week? I said that, but then I thought, well, who do you bring in? Because the forwards are just rubbish. Dunkley. Dunkley. Yeah. So what's going on with Dunkley? I think he's got McLean's role because McLean's dropped away ever since he came back. So I think Dunkley's getting that midfield time that McLean... That's not good. So you're saying I should trade out McLean? For Dunkley, yeah, for sure. But that's a luxury. What if they switch the role back? You know, what if they, <laughs> it's, it's a luxury and so there will be people who can do that and will be bringing in Dunkley, but. So could they possibly be waiting for McLean to get his fitness back, please? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. There'd be a lot of fantasy coaches hoping so. Yeah, I don't know. He hasn't been himself since he came back from hurting his shoulder. Mm. But Yeah, you're not going to regret getting Grundy. No. I think I just talked myself out of it just because I wanted to get rid of Luke Parker so much. Who are the Swans got this week? I think that's a question you need to look at is who, who do these teams have? Yeah, so they've got Melbourne. Yeah, see, that's hard. Yeah, that's that's why I made that decision. Yeah, and so should I think about Buddy playing against Melbourne because Melbourne are a tough team. But no, I, I think Buddy just, you know, the Swans are going to be trying hard to, to keep in the eight and Buddy got a bit of swagger back. So I'm sticking with him for now. If I make like the preliminary final, I'm going to go up against Andy, who's been killing it all year, just scored 2,600 and a million. And, you know, I'm going to need an X factor and someone like Buddy could be that because uh, his team's just that much better. <laughs> so... 
and he's got a week off so he can if you've got that week off you can double downgrade and cash up or you can you know just make your team stronger still in case you have to do the sideways trades the next week anyway yeah so he's gonna he gets a chance to keep making his team stronger but we're getting closer like his team's been that much stronger than everyone you know like this happens to a lot of people someone who's doing really really well all, all season as we get closer to the end us people sitting you know back in the lower half of the eight our teams are getting complete now and anyone can win it on a day right because it's it's premiums against premiums oh yeah i mean like going into the weekend against andy i was like i can win this like our projected scores were almost identical. I think mine was a little bit above his. As it was, yeah. But then, you know, all my players were just fired. Yeah. Yeah. You're fired. Get out. I'm the greatest. Another guy you mentioned about trading in, who I think a lot of people will be looking at trading in this week, who I've been telling people not to get, <laughs> is Josh Kelly. 153 on the weekend. Thank you very much. You've got him, don't you? I do. He's been great. I don't think people should get him. Yeah, why? He scores big against bad teams. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, we talked okay. about this last week. I said he'll be really good this week against Carlton. He won't be good the next three weeks because yeah. the next three weeks he's playing Adelaide, Sydney, and Melbourne, and he's he's going to go back to his 88s and 89s, maybe mid-90s. He scored 96 against Adelaide earlier in the season. He scored 88 against Sydney yeah. earlier in the season. The next two games are home games for the Giants. Well, one's in Canberra against Adelaide. The other one's uh, at Spotless here in Sydney against the Swans. So Does that matter? The two home teams teams well i'm just saying you know when you're playing at home i think that adds a little bit more confidence that you get it you know at least an extra 10 points or something okay so his last game at spotless was against st kilda st kilda a rubbish i presume yeah they don't stop you very much so he scored 126 then the game before that was against richmond richmond are a good team he scored 88 the game before that at spotless was hawthorne who are what are they they're in the middle somewhere i don't know what they are they're, yeah, well, they're pretty restrictive. Yeah, from a fantasy point yeah. wise. So he scored 107 there. Game before that was Gold Coast, who, as we all know, are rubbish. He scored 166. Game before that was against Essendon. He scored 93. And that's all the games he's played there this year. Well, I like him because uh, he can go big and it's big that you're going to need sometimes to to win these games it's like if it wasn't for Cripps last week i would have been gone you need someone who's going to go 150 160 he does have a very nice kick to handball ratio that's one thing that is definitely in his favor yeah he can kick goals as well which i like and he tackles well too Mm. yeah (sighs) gary ablett why can't you do that (laughs) <laughs> did he blame any tackles at all what a loser i was frustrated watching him son of god yeah don't watch chris yeah i was 2k short of getting mccray instead of gary ablett oh i wish i had that extra 2k where did i go wrong this season somewhere way back if i just had that 2k more um but no he can still come good gary oh yeah you know and this is the thing any of these premiums can come can come good on their day and that's why any of us can beat a team that might be looking a bit too strong but maybe you need to look at other things if there's a team a bit too strong in your final maybe you can look at a captain choice i mean kelvin (laughs) the traders did you hear what happened so he announced titch was the captain but then he changed it last minute to grundy oh yes told everyone no that's it changing it to grundy and then titch comes out and scores 95 in the first half and what were you saying chris i I wouldn't say anything Uh, I was saying, oh, I can't remember what I was saying, but um, he, he must have been feeling pretty, pretty poorly at that point. But to watch Grundy come through and outscore Tom Mitchell in the end, like four points, he's got some, uh, he's probably got some buddy swagger going. I forgot to mention, by the way, uh. um, 
that I've got a message for you. Oh. Uh, yeah, I've got a message for you from uh, Andy who scored 2,600. I don't want to hear from Andy. He's already sent me enough messages this year. Well, I just asked him if he wanted to send a message to you tonight and he said, well, I'm here on my couch eating dinner watching Captain Underpants. <laughs> and the thought of Nick came through my mind. Does he fold or does he scrunch? On another note, he may need to pull something out of his undies to have a chance to get back on the winner's list. In all seriousness, my Geelong ban on my team got me a bit nervous when Nick had Salwood and Menegola pull out some great scores. Thankfully, Ablett is old and inconsistent. So that's what he had to say. I said we'd try and get him on for the preliminary final. Well, luckily it was not Ablett that caused me to lose. Ablett would have had to score like 300 points for it to be Ablett that caused me to lose. So I'm, I wasn't all that upset come the end of the weekend. It was sort of two days into the weekend where I was going, oh no, Ablett, you bastard. Then when it got to the end of the weekend, I was like, ah, who cares? I lost by a million points. Who cares? Uh, Sam also sent a message. I asked Sam for a message. Oh yeah. Was it in German? No, no. He just said he's looking forward to 2000, no, 2019, I think it was. What? Yeah. He was looking forward to next season in like, you know, 10,000, 100,000 years or something. I think Sam was already well and truly on the end of year booze up when he sent that message. Yeah, probably. Yeah. His team is called Hydrick's Hangover. He takes it pretty hard. All right. Do we have a priest for the week? Phil. Phil. (laughs) Oh, Phil. We love you, Phil. Dress him up in priestly robes so he can utter some wise words to those who are fighting it out in the bottom eight finals. The bottom eight finals? I'd completely forgotten that was even going on. Phil had just gone completely out of my mind. I'm impressed that you even remembered who Phil was. (laughs) I still feel bad for knocking him out. (laughs) I'm sure he's completely over it. Uh, But Phil... Like he was playing against his dad this week in his first final. You know, he, he won the, the bottom eight finals last last year, so he's uh, defending his title. In his rightful place. Yeah, beat his dad pretty easily in the end. So I'm hoping he feels a little little bit better. Nice of his dad to just let him win. Yeah, probably through the game, just knowing how Phil is at the moment. Look, as a parent, you do anything to keep your kids happy. <laughs> Don't want a cranky kid. <laughs> All right. So, how are you feeling? Do or die? Have you looked at your competition? Oh, you have because you know that he, he's got gaff, so he has to deal with that. You feeling like you're going to go through to the preliminary? Yes, but then I felt quietly confident last weekend as well. So, I'm probably going to lose by, you know, 200. Garen, I'm coming to get you. No, Stefan. Stefan. Sorry, Garen, that was your one. Stefan. Yeah. I'm coming to get two people. Mm. Misguided. <laughs> <laughs> coming after them. Maybe I looked at the wrong team. Maybe I looked at Garen's team. Uh, I don't know. No, Stefan had Gaff. He did because he's a West Coast supporter, Stefan. So he probably thinks Gaff did the right thing. (sighs) I don't know if anyone can think that. (laughs) It was pretty full on. Apparently their supporters at the game were all supporting Gaff. Yeah. Oh, there was that story that they were cheering him because they could see that he was copying a lot of uh, attention from Fremantle who had kept trying to knock him down. But they hadn't seen any vision necessarily of of what had actually happened. So they didn't know that the Gaff had been a naughty boy. So they didn't show the punch at the ground? No, they didn't. Oh. Yeah, It would have had to have happened in front of you for you to see it. Well, that's fair enough then. All that dodgy reporting that I read. Well, maybe they did know, you know, enough people, you know, listened to it, listened to the game as they're watching it. You know, maybe they knew something had happened. I don't know. The coach came down and had a word to Gaff because he was pretty inconsolable himself. Couldn't believe what he did, you know. Well, it cost him a lot of money, I'm sure. Yeah, 
Because his contract's up, isn't it? It is. The question is, is he going to stay with West Coast now because he feels guilty? Oh, Stefan apparently does believe that Gaff had a massive brain snap. Oh, there you go. Oh, we've got comments. Yes, because we are actually doing this this show live. It's a new thing for us. So if you want to tune in on Facebook, uh, you can send us questions and we can reply to them. Gaff had a massive brain snap. Thanks, Stefan. Do you want to ask Stefan who he's going to be bringing in for Gaff then now that you're playing him? <laughs> what are you doing, Stefan? You're probably going to hold on to Gaff, aren't you? Because he's your boy. <laughs> I don't think he's going to give away his secrets. No. I wouldn't expect so. But yes, if you want to ask us questions, you can tune in. We'll be doing this usually Sunday night or Monday night. So I'm bringing in Grundy and you. McRae. Parker out for McRae. McRae. Yep. And you're just going to not have Grundy still this week. Yeah, Grundy will be next week. Okay. Steph for Grundy next week. Hope you're still here next week. (laughs) Well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see. It might be, as you said. Steph has no idea who he's bringing in. (laughs) Who who do you think Stefan should bring in for Gaff? Ablett. Please bring in Ablett. (laughs) Bring in Kelly, <laughs> Stefan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring in Kelly. I'd like to see Nick lose to Kelly. No, you should bring in Brayshaw in solidarity. Come on, trade Gaff out for Brayshaw. That's only fair, Stefan. Well, he's not going to be back for the rest of the season either. No. He, he won't be able to eat solid foods for a month. You can still play football, though. You don't need to eat a hot dog while you're running around kicking the ball, do you? You've got to heal. Yeah, the poor Brayshaw family. Yeah, I reckon. Lots, but yeah, hopefully he'll be all right and back next season. I had him most of the year, Andy. He was pretty good for me. And his brother's been excellent as well. Oh, yeah. And there's another one, Hamish Brayshaw for West Coast. He might get named yet. He hasn't had his um, first game yet. Well, next year. He can come in next year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, leave it till next year. <laughs> we don't need any more cash generation at this point. It's just downgrade, downgrade, and just make sure there's a heartbeat there on your on your bench in case. I hate when teams put in new players at this time of the year because you think, ah, he would have been brilliant starting off next year with him at 170K. Now he's going to be like 250K yep. instead. Yeah, they should think about us fantasy people shouldn't they they should because we think about it we think about you and and what you have to deal with and that's why we're here for you here at the realm of the fantasy gods we'll be back next week crying or joyful and with some buddy swagger it's gonna be buddy swagger i'm gonna i'm gonna win this one i'm going through to the preliminary and then i'm gonna take down andy it's destiny it's destiny it's gonna happen it's gonna be grundy scoring 70 we should uh, end with some group uh, meditating chris and if you're live join in if you're not live even if you're you know sitting on a busy train that's all right just do it yeah people won't think you're weird I mean, if you get enough people around you doing it, then the one person that's left out, they'll be the weird one. That's a good point. And even if people do think you're weird, they'll be like, oh, he's a psycho, I'm not going to make fun of him. And then it'll be fun. <laughs> and so what is it that we're doing again, Nick? Group meditating. Let's do it, Chris. Okay. Um... I can feel that reverberating through my skull. That's what Brayshaw said. No, too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Peace. Who's going to clean up this mess? Oh, goodness. Achoo. Achoo. Oh, it's contagious. It's like meditation. It's contagious.